Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Mondays are almost unpalatable without football. Hi, I'm Mike McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. I did catch a little NBA last night. I was surprised how much I got into it as I was getting off work. There were a couple of decent games at the end. Uh, we've got a big show today. We're going to talk about the NFL Draft. We are going to talk about Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And I'll get into the NBA in the second hour. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. What do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting sitting alongside Justin Waller. Justin, how the hell are you this morning, sir? Uh, bored out of my mind, man. That, that was a rough Monday night. I got into uh, one NBA game, but uh, just didn't fill the void like I was, I was looking for. It hit me hard first week without it. Which, which game did you get into? Uh, Dallas, uh, Houston. Yeah, that, I, I caught the tail end of that. I um, I was working last night, and while I work, I normally just have the news channels on, unless there's a game that I'm really excited about. So when I got done, I was like, man, I'm not going to watch any sports. I'm going to watch sitcom. That lasted about 20 minutes, and I flipped over. <laughs> I found an NBA game as it, as I was getting ready for bed. And uh, Luka Doncic, man, he he's a fun, fun player to watch. Uh I also have always liked the the Bledsoe kid that plays for for Houston. Man, he's a tough, gritty player. I wish Boston had him, but he he, he is the Boston's for for people who are Boston fans that don't follow much else. He is he is Houston's version of uh, Marcus Smart. He just he's a very gritty player. Um, big news out of the NBA: Kevin Durant's going to miss about a week, about four games because of coronavirus protocol contact tracing all that jazz so that's gonna suck to be honest with you uh dealing with this all year long because we're, we're gonna have it here and we're, and, and we're actually gonna for the first time have to start dealing with it in hockey because when hockey comes back next week they're not gonna be in a bubble so you know there's going to be protocols and you can only imagine what the canadian teams are gonna do first time so a team has like a mini outbreak they're probably gonna freak the hell out and shut shut the sport down shut the country down tell everyone to go to bed at 5 p.m you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a disaster um but anyways since i last talked to you it's funny just as we were talking about it yesterday as you were jumping off the show i come back from the next break and lo and behold the jacksonville jaguars have fired doug marone my question to you this morning justin is the the job openings that are out there so you know you got the jets you got the jags 
you got Atlanta, you got Houston. Of all the ones that are out there, which one to you is the most attractive job if you are a top tier? Let's say you're an Eric Bieniemy who can pretty much call a shot. Now, I don't even know if he's going to leave Kansas City, but let's say he decides he wants to. Where do you think you would want to go if, if you could pick any of them? Well, we... It comes down to three teams for me. It would be between the Chargers, the Texans, and the Jaguars. But the Jags are going to win out because of draft stock, uh, taxes, and uh, the just overall cap space that they have and that they own the number one pick in the draft. Uh, it's just – there is a – I mean, that's a golden offer. Uh, if you're someone coming in, uh, you're needing staff, you're needing players, you've got all the uh, intangibles right there. Yeah. Texan is another one already has their franchise quarterback, but I think they only have one draft pick in the first three rounds. Uh, there's not a lot left to restock uh, through the knuckleheaded moves that O'Brien made and giving away all their picks. And then uh, being out there with Herbert, I think, is probably the most set up moving forward. But, uh, again, you got to worry about your cap space, your location, uh, what's going to happen out there in the current world. Uh, do you want to jump off in that mess? Um, who knows? And, and then, you, you know, your, your dollars that you're offering players out in L.A. just don't carry the same amount uh, in, in the bank account when uh, you compare that to the team in Jacksonville. You know, the team that jumps out at me across the board, if I'm an Eric B. enemy and I want to go in – and I want to instantly kickstart my team. I can't help but look at the Houston Texans because when I'm looking at the Houston Texans, what I see is Deshaun Watson's top five quarterback in the National Football League. It is not his fault that they traded away all his assets, right? Correct. Now, what sucks about going over and taking over the Texans for people that have forgotten about this the trades that they've made, they don't get that number, was it four or five pick that they, that they were going to get a lot. That's actually going to the Dolphins. So that's actually made the Dolphins job the, probably the, the most attractive. It's just not open. So I do like having an already established elite quarterback. And that's where if I were Eric Bieniemy or an offensive-minded coach, I think that's where I would lean and I would want to make sure that we were going to set in a general manager in place that knew his stuff, that knew how to build a roster, and I'll take my chances with Deshaun Watson and company. My second pick. Are these? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, but just question is, is why do we always see this uh, completely backwards? I mean, wouldn't you put your GM in place and have him bring in for a philosophy for the coach that you're running so you make sure you don't have that constant head-butting back and forth? Going front office and I think you might see it, right? Player I think, personnel. I think it might happen, but today it's today. You never know if they're going to hire a guy and he's going to go out and be be the general manager as well, because that has happened a few times. Or they want to get their head coach in place to attract a general. What is happening a lot now? You used to go out and get your general manager, and that general manager would go out and get the coach, right? But what's right. happening a lot now that I've seen is that you're hiring your 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 head coach, and he's going to have a lot to say about the GM. The GM is just going to be the guy who pulls the strings, essentially, because the head coach is so busy. 
But the head coach is going to be kind of running the show, and they're going more the analytical side of the GM. So they're not worried about bringing in someone with a lot of experience that will be a part of the interviewing hire process. They're worried about bringing in a guy who's going to who's going to build the best roster. So I think I think that's your answer. I get I get what you're saying, and I you know you know you, you and I are old school, right? And so we're always going to you know go what the hell get off my lawn. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that's the answer is these general managers are not making the kind of money that the head coaches are. So you want to get the head coach in place and then you go get the, and then of course there, there are some instances where the head coach is, uh, going to, um, sorry, you, you threw me off when you disappeared there for a second. Uh, there, there are some instances where the general manager is is already in place, and they're going to bring in the head coach because some of these teams have not announced that they're going to fire their 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 general manager. One one interesting note that did take place yesterday is that John Elway said that he was not going to um he that he was no longer going to be the general manager. Excuse me, right? <laughs> and the and, and that he's going to. It's funny how he worded it. He worded his. And this gives me a chance to move up because, you know, John Elway just will not admit the fact that he's, he hasn't done that great of a job. So he's, so he, he has to publicly say, I am promoting myself. Right. But we all know that realistically, he hasn't done that great of a job. They did win the Super Bowl, but that really wasn't a lot of his doing. Right. Um, but anyways, that's so not, not I just don't want a GM to hold hold back from the Texans or the, the Jacksonville because the new regime doesn't know what they're going to do. I mean, you got to think that they're not going to give another coach uh, GM personnel or capabilities in Houston. So that, that's number one. Well, who are you bringing in as your GM? Same thing I want to see in Jacksonville after you go from 2017 to the roster you're staring at now. Well, what exactly is your GM philosophy? How are you going to run this team? I mean, it's just – what I think you're going to need to have resolved before you can pull the trigger on one of these big name coaches. I think what you, I, th- I think what you're going to look at is most of these teams are, are going to hire their coach first because because it, it's a, it's a money thing, right? If you're going to go in and spend right. X amount of money on a coach, you're going to go out there and the way to make him happy and to bring him in is he might want to be involved in, in the general manager decision. Now, so I, all these teams could do it differently. Shad Khan seems like to me the type that won't do it that way. That he'll 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 figure out his general manager and then he'll figure out his coach. But none but none of that has been stated yet as as far as which way the Jaguars are going. Uh, I will say this: the longer you wait, the more behind the eight ball you get. Because man, it seems like it always seems like it's a long longer way away than it is because we're still in the middle of the NFL playoffs starting this week. But as soon as the playoffs end, man, you got to get cracking because the combine begins that following week. And the next thing you know, you're in the draft in, what, what is it, uh, early April this year, I believe. And uh, it's not as much time as people think. We know from doing our our uh, fantasy version of a, of a mock draft that we do, man, we have a hard time cramming in time, right? And... We're not even making real decisions. <laughs> like, you know, we're kind of goofing <laughs> off. 
we're not sitting here in a, uh, people's livelihoods are are, are not make, being decided on whether or not but by the way we were right daniel jones over over haskins i i, I just want to throw that little tidbit out there uh, i got i got this huge thing with some people on twitter the other night because they were i forget i forget what it first got brought up oh it's it was, someone made the comment that justin fields and this kind of uh, transitions well into the next topic, but that uh, Justin Fields, as we begin the first quarter, uh, Justin Fields is going to skyrocket up everyone's boards and everyone that wants to draft him number one overall did not watch much college football, right? And... I made the comment, these are the same people that demanded Haskins be drafted over Daniel Jones and even cancel culture Daniel Jones and the New York Giants when it didn't happen, right? Man, you man man, man the firefight that I got on that, I had to turn off the the, uh, the 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 notifications. There were several likes, but then the ones that didn't like were like, That's terrible. Daniel Jones is awful. He's an awful quarterback. What are you talking about? It's a terrible take. Like Daniel Jones almost took his team to the playoffs this year in his second season. And but I, I didn't get into all that because I'm not going to go into some long Twitter war, keyboard warring, and taking two hours off my life. But if you can't see the difference, the fact that Daniel Jones led a team that has no talent. Saquon Barkley's been out the whole damn season. He led a team with no talent to almost winning a division, right? If it weren't for the the, the terrible coaching by Tug, Doug Peterson late Sunday night, they're probably in the playoffs. Not with a great record, but they're in the playoffs. Dwayne Haskins looked lost his entire career behind center at Washington. He threw like one big play, one big, one big touchdown pass his first or second week in the league, and everyone was like, oh, no, look out, look out, and he hasn't done anything since. Right. So I guess my point in the whole thing is if you don't watch college football, you don't watch the, the way these, my biggest comeback was to that too, because someone else came out and said, well, uh, Justin Fields has Ohio state in the national title game. And I said, well, so did Cardell Jones. <laughs> so what the hell are we talking about here? Right. Um, I don't think he'll be quite as bad as Cardell Jones be pretty hard to be that bad but what's your take on we'll go ahead and transfer over in, into the uh the the quarterbacks of this year's draft which man it's once i pulled up the pulled up that email i sent you i realized like man there's a loaded class like there's almost too many players coming out in in this draft is your sense that justin fields is going to be the the outright number two and if so how high would you draft this guy like, like he'll he'll go as a top QB. I don't know that he goes number two just because I th I don't know why. But Zach Wilson seems to be a kid that I, I'm really high. I just like the way the style he plays. I like that he's mobile. Uh, it's accurate. I mean, we we've seen him got a little bit bigger sample size than Fields. Um, 
I don't know, man. Every time I see Fields in a big game, I take Indiana and uh, the Clemson game this year, and the, the big major difference was the defensive pressure. And in one game, he struggles, and in the uh, other one, he completely dominates. So we'll see. Uh, he's going to skyrocket up the rock up the boards if he can, and he probably will be a legit number two if he can do what he did to Clemson against Alabama. But uh, I have to think that Nick Saban's going to have a way to dial up some pressure, and we're really going to see what he can do when he's facing. Uh, defense barreling down his throat. I don't like the small sample size this year to move him up enough, and then the one year last season, I just it wasn't enough for me. My problem with Fields is, as good as he looked against Clemson, was that the coaching? Because he looked absolutely atrocious against Northwestern in the Big Ten title game just the game before. And to be that different, and and you can't say that Northwestern got this incredible pressure on him because I watched that entire game. Did they get pressure? Of course they got a little pressure. Any decent defense is going to get pressure. But to basically say that they somehow shut him down, I mean, by, I mean, my God, Bo I won't say they shut him down, but they rattled him to where he had to make decisions of quicker, faster on the fly, and Clemson let him sit there all day long. Right. Um, Cle- my, I Clemson, guess my point to that was Clemson didn't do anything. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that this showed me was that all this hype that we've had for the last several, I guess I want to say years, I almost said months, but really it's been the past two or three years, we've heard about how Brent Venables needs to be the next head coach at you name the school, right? I felt like he did not adjust at all because I didn't see them bring much pressure. They just kind of let him sit back there and do his thing. And I think of some of the great defensive coordinators of all time, they would have figured something out to at least make the game a little uncomfortable for him. Not saying Clemson would have won, but he just sat back there. What's the old saying? The definition of insanity Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Expect different results. They just dropped fo- – they, they rushed four. Sometimes they – I even saw that to where they dropped the extra guy into coverage. They would blitz from time to time, but it, was, but it wasn't on a regular basis. You've got to come up with something. But anyways, that's for a different topic on a different show. Uh, the quarterbacks that I – so you mentioned Zach Wilson out of BYU. I, I'm, I'm pretty interested about him. But what about this Trey Lance from North Dakota State? I'm really intrigued by him because he's six foot four. The ESPN article has it 226, but I've seen him listed anywhere between 230 and up to 240. So he's built like a damn tight end. And well, my problem is with him is correct me if I'm wrong, but they were ones that played one game this season. He played last year and would take them. Uh, Took him to a uh, championship FCS, but this season they played the one game and punted the season till the spring. Are we going to get a full season? Or are we going combine? I don't know. Or I don't know if he'll play. Opting out. How? Yeah. How does that work? I would tend to so think so. It's one game and last year enough of a simple. That, that's. I would tend to think that. Well, first of all, sorry. I, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to kill a kid because his university because look we we could have the same situation with justin fields it came very oh, close to the big 10 was he going to play but i don't think he's going to play because would you play this spring if you're going into the combine hell no i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and get hurt and hurt my hurt my draft stock there's no way in hell i'm playing i'm gonna go do the combine 
they can figure me out and then I'll go prove myself in the fall or in the summer in, you know, but if you're a contender and I mean, I, I've got to weigh the odds of not playing that spring season and, uh, coming back one I, more. I, it, I mean, if you're looking at the difference of falling to a third or a fourth versus being a first, I, I mean, what, what kind of arm talent are we talking here? I haven't seen enough of his games. I just see questions me with the timing of the season, what he's going to do. And with as deep of a class as this is, can he come back and be, be a first round pick next season? Well, the next question would be, is it if you did that? Now, the one thing I will say is I believe, yeah, he, he's only 20 years old. And I don't know when he turns 21. If he turns 21 this spring, then it probably, you know, once you start talking about 22, 23 years old, those, those NFL scouts start getting a little antsy, right? But if, I, if, if I'm hedging my bets, I would say he's probably not going to play because if he plays – you know, we're talking about a guy that could risk an injury more than anything else. And then also, even if, let's, let's say you don't get hurt, you're going to play a full season in the spring and then turn around a couple of months later and start playing in the National Football League. Is that good for your body long term? I would say his agent's going to tell him no. I would agree. If he's going pro, he's not going to play. But uh, you, you better have a a grasp on your scouting department that's all i know and then and then the next two guys before we switch gears uh that i think everyone's going to be intrigued by yeah mac jones of alabama and kyle trask of florida that, that pretty much there there are some diamonds in the rough there i wonder what someone could do with a sam ellinger a felipe franks with that kind of athleticism and rocket arms ian book i think ian book could be a good backup somewhere i, I wouldn't build my franchise around him but then you wonder about kellen mond of of texas a&m the, the big jump that he has made and they're talking about jamie newman of georgia i i don't know if he's going to come out but i can't imagine that guy gets drafted very high what's your take on the rest of the class i think everybody's getting a backup this season no more wondering about if clipboard jesus is standing back there holding it <laughs> um there's a lot of depth. I think you're going to see some surprises, and I think you're going to see some kids come back. Uh, I think you'll see some agents talk them into it, um, come back, playing another year, and improving their draft stock. I mean, it's just so deep that uh, there's going to be some gems in the late rounds. This is going to be one of them years. It's not going to be Tom Brady-esque. You're not going to, I doubt you see another quarterback going that late, uh, turning into Tom Brady. You'll never see that again. But you'll, you'll find some gems in the third, fourth, fifth round. I think some, some players are going to find our teams uh, can find their future starters. I just don't know that it's all sitting at the top of the board past uh, Lawrence and Wilson. The most intriguing one for me of, of all of them is where does Kyle Trask end up? Because I feel like Kyle Trask, I just, I feel like he's extremely underrated considering the kind of season that he just put out. I feel like he's he's being kind of shunned down to that fourth or fifth quarterback in the draft, and I don't see it. I mean, from from what I saw, it, look, it could be another situation. It could be an Ohio State situation, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying, well, you can't say that you're not going to take Justin Fields because he's the system's quarterback because what about Kyle Trask? My argument with that be is, 
we have seen a million examples of high state quarterbacks not being very good in the National Football League from Urban Meyer's tenure and now we're into days, right? We have seen Dan Mullen give you Dak Prescott. And so that's the argument that I would give is could Trask be another Kyle Dak Prescott? I don't think he's quite the athlete that Dak Prescott is, but I think he could be a hell of a of a field general, right? So he could sit in the pocket and rock it. How high do you expect Trask to go? Because I think the guy could go as high as late first round, early second. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be the fourth quarterback. So um, that puts it about right. I'd say it'd probably be the first or the second. I'm I mean, for almost... him, I hope he gets it in the first. I mean, I wouldn't want to penalize him just because of the depth. and But, yeah, I can see one of them teams on the tail ends like, Hey, we're pretty good, but we got some quarterback issues. Uh, maybe we add a trash to uh, to our roster. I'm almost into the the camp of Jacksonville should draft a lineman with the first pick, an offensive lineman with the first pick, so that when you go back in the second round and you draft Kyle Trask, he'll stand upright his entire career. And don't worry about getting Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence isn't going to do you any good if he's running for his life. I, I'm almost in in that ilk now because I used to think there was no way I wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence, but after what I saw on Friday night, I'm almost wondering not not putting Lawrence down, but more of the big picture concern. I I I think I want the Jags to take alignment. I know I'm going to be in the huge minority. Forbes is going to kill me over this because he's like, why the hell do we sit around and suck all year long just to pick alignment? But you know. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, Timus Wooten is with us. And when he comes back with us, we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, YouTube Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports. We got a tie. We need to fix it. We need a tiebreaker. I agree. Ties are not acceptable in fantasy football. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends, not equally as good as your friends, okay? It's not communism. We're not coveting Billy Joel cassette tapes and wearing ill-fitting blue jeans. Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. They are a Glock, blue label dealer for military and first responders. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. The friendly gun shop. Proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Hey, don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fashion. Throw some ground ball. It's more democratic. Catch the Armchair Quarterbacks weekdays right here on CBS Sports Radio. The Armchair Quarterbacks, your first choice for sports here on the First Coast. Just a bit outside. Shut up, idiot. Moron! You bob for apples in the toilet. And you like it. You play ball like a girl. Come on. We'll take you on right here, right now. Come on. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. If you want to hang out, you got to take her out. 
I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. All you need to do is go to MyPillow.com, promo code armchair. That's MyPillow.com. Use the promo code armchair. Or call 1-800-319-7392. The number is 1-800-319-7392. Remember, promo code armchair to get the best deal around. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Britney Spears. This is what up, what up, this Jay-Z. This is Jennifer Lopez. Armchair. We were on the break! <laughs> On the show today is Mr. Jameis Wooten. Jameis, how the hell are you, sir? Sorry, Jameis. Uh, I did not catch that. What'd you say, sir? I said good morning. I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, hanging in there. Um, trying to deal with all the new buttons and stuff since we went to youtube live and it's a it's a little confusing but yeah uh i see your tree is gone yeah the tree's gone but the snow is coming down again so that cancels my uh trip to walmart today <laughs> north living problems right here my friend because i am too southern to be driving around and that mess <laughs> Exciting Don't let life the shirt you, fool you, buddy. That's an Southern ex- all the way. <laughs> that's, a, that's an exciting life you lead there. Well, that canceled yeah. Walmart. Might as well go back to bed. <laughs> had a pretty nice little um, Tuesday going. I was going to go to Home Depot. I didn't know if I had time. But, uh, no. <laughs> Amazon will set you free, man. Just let them ship it right yeah, to you. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, I say that, but my wife is out of control with that. Dude, I don't. Well, I don't open my front door without seeing seven or eight freaking packages. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's it, it's absurd. I feel I like I should like be clocking in, in. What's that? I was like that. I was like that in Iraq, but we didn't really have a choice. But there was only so many things you could pick up at the PX that was cool. You know, you got your soap and stuff like that at the PX. But if you needed a piece of equipment or something to do, you know, it was all Amazon and. Dude, we kept them in business. So soldiers keep Amazon in business more than housewives. I'm willing to wager. I didn't even know that Amazon would go over and risk into that area. So that's well, it takes longer. There's no guaranteed uh, delivery time or anything. They're not like dropping them with drones like they do over here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would say you don't want to be dropping a lot of drones in that area. You, you <laughs> might get blasted out of the sky. <laughs> 
It was, it was frowned upon. Yeah. You know, it was really it was frowned toothpaste. upon. toothpaste. Could you relax? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, <Very> dude. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, my. Uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame uh, ballots are going to be coming out. And already some of the Peter Gammons. And uh, I've got another guy's pulled up that I, I, I'm going to talk about here, here in a second. But before we get into the MLB Hall of Fame ballots, real quick, there, there's there, there's two things I want to get into. Before we get into the baseball, let's go ahead and get into the football. Todd Grantham, University of Florida, defensive coordinator, was held on. He, he's, he's been kept on, which surprised me because – Usually Tony, well, usually Tony Aguilina has pretty good pulse on the, on the UF program. And he made it sound like to me all year long that, that they were going to be getting rid of him. He'll be with us on Friday. I'll be interested to see what his reaction is. Cause it can't be good, but no, there's no reason that who gets to, especially in the college football realm where it's always, what have you done for me lately? You know? Um, and He's consistently terrible. How does that guy, does he have like some inappropriate pictures of Dan Mullen or something? I or do. the AD there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't understand it, dude. When I thought the after that shellacking we took by Oklahoma, I was the whole game. My wife doesn't like sports at all. And every time she walked through, she actually learned that guy's name because I was swearing so much about it. And she's like, you know, you know, he can't hear you. Right. I was telling Pat, your, your wife better have you haul in the driveway. As much as your morning. wife may not like sports. I guarantee you she'll know the Red Sox starting rotation by uh, mid mid May. <laughs> you get me. They, you get me. You get it. I don't understand why she doesn't. <laughs> Even my wife will ask me about players, even if they can't remember her. She can't remember their name. She'll she'll describe them, and I'll know who she's talking. About. You know the little guy, the little guy that runs around Ozzy Albies. Yeah, whatever happened to him? Is he is he still playing? Yes, he's still playing. Altuve. Yeah. <laughs> not Altuve. Ozzy Albies. That is no, no. Don't put Altuve and Ozzy Albies in the same sentence. Justin, how far are you exactly from team? Is run, run, run that vehicle through his house. I want to see it live. There's no snow here, Mac. That's all I can report. <laughs> Ozzy Albies is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Jose Altuve is on his way to hell. That's that's the difference. <laughs> well, I just want to get your take on that. If you it, Here's some interesting news that, that popped this morning. Do you remember a man by the name of Will Muschamp? I do. He yes, the virus of SEC. Yes, I do. Yeah. He turned down. He turned down the defensive coordinator job at the University of Texas to come back. To come back to what? To the University of Texas. They just got oh, Sarkeesian. To go back to Texas. Where? <laughs> uh, why? I, mean, I don't know. Is, he got fired. Is he sought after? He, not that I know of. Do you, it, look, if we didn't see this Grantham news, I would have thought, man, is he going back to Florida? Right? Like he's because he's originally from Gainesville. Like, is there a reason why he's turning down Texas? But since they're keeping on Grantham, I don't know what the hell that's about. 
I don't know if he's just betting his bet that, you know, well, Grantham ain't going to be there next year, and I kind of like to come home. So, you know, <laughs> the hell with it. Well, have you heard – I heard rumors there was uh, talk about uh, Mullen's NFL interest. I heard that – I read that the other day. Don't believe that hype. What the I, I, I don't have – I mean, I don't I, – I have a real problem believing that. Um, but Muschamp turning – he can't. He's not in a position to turn down anything. I mean, especially Texas. That's a that's a legit program. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not like he's in line to get a job like Texas as a head coach. He might right. be in line to get a head coaching job at a non-power five school. But I can't imagine anyone other than a non-power five school giving him a, a shot at this point. I don't know if he's just like you know what I'm making enough money. Screw it. I don't need it right now. I'm going to take some time off. But I was a little surprised that he would turn down Texas because that would be a dangerous combination, wouldn't it, Justin? Having Sarkeesian running the office and Muschamp running the defense. I'm telling you right now, we talked about it yesterday. That that would add to the puckering in uh, <laughs> the old butt puckering in uh, freaking uh, Oklahoma land. Norman. Because yeah, because yeah. they'd be like, "Whoa, calm down! Who the hell's going to be special teams coach? Vince Lombardi? Knock it off!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a reason you turn that down other than he's just like, man, I've done horrible my last two jobs. I don't want to coach that doesn't sound like in him. the Big 12. <laughs> that doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> he has so, a lot of things, but a grasp on reality is not one of them. Yeah, right. very, yeah, never a truer statement about Will Muschamp. Now, defensively, he did great things at Florida. It's just everything else he was horrible at. I mean, and... Everywhere he goes in the SEC, they just nosedive. I mean, it doesn't, it's not gradual. It's like they're here and then they're not. And I was so glad when he got out of Florida. I mean, but I mean, at least we don't have to worry about seeing him on the sidelines this year. If he's not picking a job, you know, that's one less ding dong we have to look at. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to leave that joke along with uh, <laughs> Florida fans looking at ding dongs. Um, <laughs> I did open the door for you that time, though. I apologize, Gator Nation. Uh, wanted to. F I'm, I'm I'm trying to find this guy's. Here it is. Okay. All right. So this guy. Sam Mellinger's is actually an actual name, but he goes by something else on Twitter. He's got some kind of C. Trent or something like that. I'll find it here in one second. He writes for The Athletic. He was on MLB Network yesterday, and he gave his Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. Okay? And before we give ours, I wanted to read this to you off, read this off to you, because remember something when I say these names, he does not have shilling on his ballot because he questions his moral standards of tweets that he put out five years ago. Okay, now listen to these. He he worries about their moral standards, but by the way, before I read these names, he also brought up the fact that. He did not hold it against him like he like he has the moral authority to. He did not hold it against Mariano Rivera to be a Trump supporter, and so that's and so 
it was almost like he wanted a pat on the back because he voted for a Trump supporter when he when Rivera went in the Hall of Fame with 100%, right? He actually made the statement on MLB Network, and no one really took him to task about the fact that Mar Marty Rivera got 100% of the vote, and, and he backed and campaigned for the President of the United States. No one sat there and goes, well, who the hell are you to tell him? Mariana Rivera who, who to vote for, right? Okay. I don't give a damn if you vote for Biden or Trump. It's not, it's got nothing to do major league baseball hall of fame. I wouldn't put a rod in because he started bootlicking Joe Biden two months before the election. I'm not putting a rod in the hall of fame because he's a dirty freaking bum who did steroids. So don't put, don't put freaking Mario Rivera in the same ilk. Okay. It's just, it's ridiculous, but these are the guys that he did put in. Because he's not putting Schilling in because he questions his questions his morality. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and then the ones that I that you know he does not have anything against is uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, Billy Wagner, and Roland, and he has Schilling marked. But he said on air that he did not end up voting for Schilling. That he could not, that he felt good about himself because he did not like what, because people who forget, Schilling tweeted out some stuff that was perceived as basically anti-gay. But it has nothing to do with his baseball career. And if we're going to go through the morality of every one of these baseball players, I mean, good Lord, you're going to have like three people in there. One, he it was after his baseball career was over. Correct. He did it while he was an ESPN analyst. And Pedro Martinez swears by the guy. Pedro Mar so so he kept bringing up the fact that he comes off as racist. This was this cat's comments. Now I'm going to pull up his name here in a second. Pedro Martinez swears by the guy. So how racist could he be? Right. Yeah. Anybody on that 0-4 team goes to bat for Kurt Schilling. Um, I don't necessarily agree with his tweets. Um, he is a devout Christian, so that's a whole thing, you know, and he put that out. It's, it's got American right to do that, though. You know, you can, you can tweet whatever he wants. Not everybody's going to agree with it. I didn't personally agree with it, but that has nothing to do <laughs> with that guy career it just now as an analyst okay knock it he's uh he's fair game there because he was an analyst at the time you can knock him for that but not for what he did on the baseball field you just can't i just i have a i have a real problem with them because um what is his name again see something see trent rosencrans is his name or Rosecrans, I'm sorry, Rosecrans. I'd never heard of him. Evidently, he writes for the Athletic, so obviously, you know, he's got some clout, but he writes for the Athletic for the Cincinnati Reds. So you kind of lose a little clout because, you know, yeah, you're writing for the Athletic, but you're writing for the Reds. So, you know, is that is that really a, a baseball writer? <laughs> I'm joking, Reds fans. Uh, <laughs> zing. Uh, but he, he is a... Reds fan because in his bio, he says, "You know, I cover the athlete, the, the 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 Reds and the Athletic, 
But he there if you go through all his tweets, he, he's actually a Reds fan. He's not just covering the team. But I don't think that would have anything to do with the shilling thing. But what gets me about this guy, see Trent Rosencrans, is first of all, you gotta see the guy. I mean looks like a freaking woolly mammoth. I mean, get a damn haircut, son. But before you go on national television, I mean it was it, it was absurd. But Outside of that, he's over there to rake over the coals. My biggest problem was the Mariano Rivera quip that he made. That well, I voted for him even though he voted voted for Trump. So that so that's so that's who's voting for the MLB Hall of Fame nowadays. That in a nutshell is 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 what you can take away from that. When did the Hall of Fame? voting group when did that they become morality police when did that when did that happen do you go cover the democratic national convention and quit covering baseball you jackass right one has nothing to do with the other exactly politics and baseball no it no it it's (sighs) so there's a word for it but i won't say it on this show yeah let's not do that we're only a second day on youtube (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from YouTube to RedTube real quick. <laughs> I'm out, boys. <laughs> Tomorrow's show, everyone's shirtless. Okay, let's go. <laughs> everyone's got a fetish. Uh, okay. So, moving on from that, real quick before we give our Hall of Fame ballots, this Tamayuki. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Forgive me if I'm butchering it. Tommy Yucky. Uh, well, there's no good way to say because regardless, it sounds like you're saying Yucky or Yuki. Tommy Yuki Sagano. I know his last name is Sagano because they said Sagano about a thousand times yesterday. He is posting somewhere between this morning and Thursday morning. This guy last year had a 197 ERA, 8.89 whip. Had 131 strikeouts in 137 innings. Now, he's over in Japan, so we don't know what that's going to translate over here into the major leagues. But what's happened more often recently is that the ones that come over that are really good in the in the Japanese major leagues, they're usually pretty good over here. I give uh-huh. a Tanaka as an example. Dice King. Well, that is not a. <laughs> you're dating yourself there. <laughs> Hideo Nomo. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, interesting to find out who he ends up signing with because they haven't really gotten a, a good grip on who might sign him. But one of the one of the the front runners is that the Yankees might be dropping one Japanese-born pitcher for another and getting rid of Tanaka and bringing this guy in. There's no way that happens. Which leads to Tanaka's agent put out yesterday that they are open to signing with other teams than just the New York Yankees or or him going back to Japan. What sense does that make? Tanaka's proven. It's his, right here. It's his, It's his arm issues. And they're worried about him long term, and I get it. I don't know if he, if it's a deal where he wants if he wants financial stability and he wants to sign like a four or five year deal and doesn't want to, you know, because Tanaka's up there in age, so he he but he may not be willing to sign a two three year deal, and maybe that's 
And maybe that's where the Yankees say. And, you know, maybe the Yankees know more than I do. I'm 100% certain the Yankees know more than I do. But maybe they know something that everybody doesn't. I mean, but I. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll take them down in Atlanta if they don't want Tanaka. We'll kick uh, we'll, we'll kick Luke Jackson's ass out of the bullpen. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, so Hall of Fame ballots. Justin, we'll start with you because you're probably uh, – hopefully you have access to your ballot um, as you're driving safely down the road and – Flipping through. It's mental at this point, and I can only come with seven off the top of my head because my disappearing earlier was trying to pull it up and memorize it one last time. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to knock everything down. So um, I, I've got the three bigs at the top. Uh, I, I don't know that that's not a general consensus, but Schilling, I think, uh, will get in. He's on my ballot, and I'm putting Bonds and Clemens in. Uh, I, I'm I have no qualms with that. I've got Viscale, uh, Helton. My mind is escaping me at this point. Uh, Andrew Jones. And you'll have to help me on the last. I can't I can't remember the new ones in. I know Pettit's on there. Um, uh, Pettit got a nod. This might be his second ballot. Or is he a newcomer this year? This is this his second year, Pettit? Uh, he's been in there a couple of years because I remember Car- seeing that he barely made the uh, cut i believe it was last year you know how they have to get five percent of the vote to, to be able to stay on or whatever the cutoff is um i mean i feel like that if i was on that if, if i was on the ballot and i got five percent of the vote they say yeah you get to go to next year i got great i get to drag this crap out just give me two percent so i can get on my damn life because because i'm not going from five percent to 75 percent unless unless they come up with a really new way to look at this game analytically <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, that ground out to third base, that's an important thing. <laughs> McGee did it. He could bunt. Boy, could he bunt. McGee could ground out to third base with the bases loaded like nobody's business. If anyone. If that's the case, Julio Lugo is a shoe in, if that's the case. <laughs> or maybe pitchers finally get the vote and they go, I'll tell you what, I'm putting McGee in because without him, I'm not going to the whole thing. <laughs> he will look at a called third strike like no one's business. Uh, <laughs> The there, I mean, there are a lot of people that are in the new ballots that are in are Tim Hudson, Mark Mark Burley, Tory Hunter, Dan Heron, Zito, Aramis Ramirez, Shane Victorino, Burnett Swisher, Latroy Hawkins, and Cuttier. The only one that I could see on there that I possibly might vote for would be Tory Hunter, uh, but his offensive numbers are pretty blase. I just think of him as a great defensive player, so I, w- I, w- I would really have to do a deep dive on him. But as of right now, I don't have any of the newcomers on my back. This is Andy Pettit's uh, third one, uh, third year, by the way, Justin. He got 11% of the vote last year, so this is his third year. Okay. Uh, oh, real quick before Timus gives his, Gammons, Peter Gammons, this was his ballot. Bonds, Clemens, Kent, Roland, Schilling, Sheffield, Vizkel and Wagner. Timus, what say you? All right, I've got Kurt in. Uh, Kurt Schilling, that 11-2 and two postseason record, the bloody sock. I mean, he did one of those games, well, two of those games on one leg in the postseason. 
and uh, one boat. Even though he voted uh, for a guy that some people don't like 20-something years later, like you're still going to... Yeah, I'm I'm willing to overlook it. <laughs> um, because, well, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, I have Clemens and Bonds both in. Um, I was never one of those people, ooh, they took steroids when it was legal to take steroids. I was never one of those people. Um, and if you are one of those people, God bless you, but they, I think they've waited long enough. They've punished them long. They should have been first ballot, but they, because of the, so I got Clemens and Bonds in. My alternate, I, I like Viscell. I liked watching him play. I think he's one of those that, like Hunter, I have him in there as well, but that's fielding. I don't, I don't see the, the numbers on the, uh, offensive side. They're on a bubble, I think. I like Helton, and uh, Pettit made the list. I I do think if Schilling – it's not Schilling, sorry. If Clemens and Bonds are going to get in, this is the year they have to get in mm-hmm. because you're going to have other years down the road where much bigger names hit the ballot for the first time, and you're and they're just not – you can only vote for 10 – is, is the most that you can vote for. You don't have to vote for 10. You don't have to vote for anyone if you right. if you have your vote. But if you're going to make the move, this is it. This is their ninth year. If they wait till year 10, I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get in. I don't have the class in front of me, but I believe the class next year has some pretty big names. So this is a, this is a perfect year where, where there just wasn't anyone outstanding that's coming in. Okay, so mine is much shorter I am one of those people that do not want to vote Clemens or Bonds into the Hall of Fame. I've talked about a million reasons why. I'm on I'm on the John Smoltz side of it that I just I don't it doesn't feel right now. I won't have a problem with if the Veterans Committee puts them in down the road. But I feel like that should be up to them and they should have to wait a little longer because of what they did. And there's too many other players who did not get in because of this steroid thing to slide them through the door. Because Rafael Primero, for all intents and purposes, is a Hall of Famer. He wasn't put in Mark McGuire. He wasn't put in, even for that right, Sammy Sosha should probably be in the Hall of Fame. But these guys weren't put in. So that's my point is if they want to put him in with the Veterans Committee, maybe put something on the plaque, I can live with it. I just personally don't want them on my ballot. So who I did put on, and that's another reason why I don't have Pettit on there is because Pettit and his steroids issue. Though Pettit is one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. So it's, Yes, he was. But yes, he was. What he did, I don't know. Did he do it to the degree of, of Clemens? I, who the hell knows at this point? But he, he was busted. That's why I won't put Man Ram in because Man Ram is one of the greatest right-handed hitters I've ever seen. I can't put him in. Yeah, I'm not putting him in either. And I'm Red Sox. I mean, he was – him and Poppy were the best one-two punch you could ask for. Um, but, yeah, Manny's not going to get my vote. So the guys that I have in is I've got Andrew Jones in. I just feel like his glove for 10 years is good enough to get him in. And his in his and his offensive numbers are not terrible. They're solid for for an for a major league baseball hall of famer. So I'm putting him in. Jeff Kent is way overdue, and why he's not in, I will not understand. 
This is his eighth year. He's only at 27% from last year. It's asinine. Without him, there is no Barry Bonds. Jeff Kent was as good, and they always try to point to his defense, and the analytics have shown his defense was damn near elite. He, 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 he was at the top of the National League in, in fielding at his position his entire career, but there, it's just this, it's this thought process that because he was a bigger guy, he wasn't a great defensive second baseman. He was, he was very good. Uh, Todd Helton, I've got to put in. I don't know why he's not getting more love, only 29% last year. Ugh, really? And Omar Vizquel is the best fielding shortstop that has ever played the game, and I say that with light feet as I tiptoe past Cardinal Nation and the Wizard of Oz. But Omar Vizquel, if you didn't watch Omar Vizquel, you don't know. You don't know what he did. That dude would catch balls in his teeth and poop them out his butt on a on a double play. It was ridiculous what he would do. So for him, for him not good. to be in, and you can't leave all the all the steroid guides out and then kill Omar Vizquel because he didn't hit a whole lot of home runs in that same era. You can't do it. Like, what side are you on, you idiots? Either you say, well, the guys who didn't do it, they're in. Or you or Clemens and Bonds and them they should have been in a, been in five six seven years ago, and then my last one Kurt Schilling gets my nod. Uh, he sh- nine years this is asinine. Kurt Schilling is up there with Andy Pettit and John Smoltz as the best postseason pitchers I've ever seen in my lifetime. Me too. And Me too. The guys a the guys a bulldog. Whether you like the Red Sox or not it doesn't matter. Whether you were a, an Arizona Diamondback fan or not it doesn't matter. If you're a Yankees sports writer, doesn't matter. You vote in Kurt Schilling because it's the right thing to do. Justin, I know you got to run, sir. What is your walk off? All this baseball talk reminded me that the Chicago Cubs ruin everything as they uh, hire away John Chiambi, and uh, now I don't get to hear his great voice anymore because what? I won't Boog be watching. Is- yes, Boog is going to the Cubs. Yes. Ah, oh, I, I didn't see that. That's awful. Horrible. What the hell is he like, doing? I'm hurt over this. I, 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 I thought he I thought he left to go get in the national spotlight and uh, has done a heck of a job. He's he's awesome. Uh, for lack of better words, and uh, he's got to go there. Man. Oh. Yeah. Well, I will Forbes, say, take I, that gut punch right there, buddy. <laughs> I will say this: when the Braves play the Cubs, I'm going to listen to the uh, Cubs feed because that's a shame. Is, is there any speculation? who Chipper Jones will be in the booth with on a Wednesday night baseball now? Uh, no, I haven't seen how those dominoes fall. Just that saw it broke uh, yesterday afternoon that uh, Chiambi signed with the, the clubs, or uh, the clubs, the Cubs to be their main uh, personality. Timus, uh, you were gone all last year, so you probably didn't see him on ESPN. He was doing the Wednesday games with uh, uh, Chipper Jones. Boogs is phenomenal. I guess he started this career – Pretty much in the South, he's with the Marlins. He did some uh, Braves radio at some point, but he did uh, Marlins. He did uh, was all over the country, and now he's been on ESPN for the past three or four years, maybe even longer than that. And I would catch him on like late, late, like Wednesday night game of the week or whatever. I was like, dude, this guy's phenomenal. They put him to the Wednesday game. Ah, they're just flashing up right there. Cubs find their voice and they 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> I hope he bashes. He freaking. Ross. He, I'll tell you what. If you ain't seen a recent picture of him, he's making me look skinny, man. I'm, I need to stand next to Boogs more often. <laughs> he, he's like, he's just, ah, your neck. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah, moving to Chicago is gonna help that. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, there's no pizza there whatsoever. What they call? Well, I mean, it's snowing. He can't go outside today, so he, it's all good. Ah, and what they call pizza is lasagna. So yes, it is. Oh, my God. All right, brother. We'll see you uh, manana with uh, Sean O'Toole. Well, it it good, We're going to be back in a flash. When we come back, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk a little more baseball, that's for sure, and uh, maybe get into a couple more of these uh, guys that aren't getting in and how asinine it is. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. You can get locked in here to YouTube, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. The early lines are out for the NFL playoffs, and we've got some interesting ones. Starting off with Saturday afternoon, 105 kickoff, the Indianapolis Colts plus 7.5 at the Buffalo Bills. That over-under is 52. Colts plus 21 and a half is their team total. The Bills is 30. 440 Eastern. The Rams plus four and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. The over-under there is 42 and a half. Rams team total is 20. The Seahawks is 23 and a half. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus nine at the Washington football team. The over-under sits at 45 and a half. Tampa Bay's team total 27. Washington is 17 and a half. Sunday, 105 kickoff in Nashville, Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans are a three-and-a-half-point underdog. The over-under is 55. The Ravens, their team total, 28-and-a-half. The Titans, their team total, 24-and-a-half. It is good to note that the Tennessee Titans, since Ryan Tannehill has taken under center, are 21-and-4 on the over against the spread. 440 Eastern, the Chicago Bears plus 10 at the Saints. The over-under is 48. Bears number is 20. The Saints is 28 and a half. And at 815 on Sunday night, the Cleveland Browns invade the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're getting five points on the road in Steeltown. The over-under is 46 and a half. Cleveland's number is 20 and a half, while Pittsburgh sits at 24 and a half. And the national title game Monday night. The Ohio State Buckeyes are getting seven and a half. The over/under is 74 and a half. Buckeyes, their number is 33 and a half. The Crimson Tide is 41. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. 
When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and... Done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face. -face and... Done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway, contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Team is Wooten with me here live from the Armchair Quarterback Studios and CBS Sports Radio. And of course, we are now on YouTube Live. Uh, hopefully, we get more people to start chiming in on YouTube Live. Uh, I, I know it's going to be a slow build, but uh, it is what it is. We had to move on from Facebook because essentially it wasn't doing us any damn good is is essentially what it is. So we got to try this. We've been doing Facebook for a hot minute. We're still sharing the feed. So all you got to do is click the damn thing. Someone actually inboxed me the other day and said, well, I don't want to have to go all the way over there. You just click the damn link from Facebook when you see us pop up and it shoots you straight over. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I have heard a lot of people who are watching it say that they uh, actually enjoy it better on YouTube. There's just a lot of things that, uh, from a perspective of listening and being able to watch it and whatnot as they're going down the road, uh, I I don't really know what they're talking about, but evidently it's easier. Uh, there was actually three people that told me that yesterday, so glad to hear that. Uh, Teamus, the uh, just to put a cap here on the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Were there other guys that you're on on that list? other than the ones we clearly stated that you're, you're disappointed aren't getting more love? Well, I agree with you on Jeff Kent. Um, there was one I was looking at. You know what? It used to be you hit 3,000 hits. That was, that was the door. The door was open, and I'm looking up. I've got it pulled up here. No, there's 
some close people, you know, that have close to 300. I Sheffield, I, I think Sheffield should have gotten a bit more love. He That guy was a ball player, and defensively, he was legit. He could hit, though. He was a Red Sox killer, um, and, I mean, he... He had a he had a legitimate Hall of Fame career, in my opinion. I think he should be he should have more votes than he does. That's the one that really stood out to me. Him and Jeff Kent. Todd Helton needs more twenty nine point two percent. Come on, it's I don't understand it. I I don't understand what they look for. I mean, they're they're throwing in morality now. There's do you think if this was back when Babe Ruth and it was, <laughs> he would have got a morality. Babe Ruth would have got a morality vote. Just any of them. It, it makes no. Ty Cobb's I, in the damn Hall of Fame. What are we talking about? Right. It, and I don't want to hear this cancel culture. Let's riot the Hall of Fame and start ripping their plaques out because they don't belong in there. It's got nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with it. You snowflake. <laughs> when you get a chance, go on to freaking Twitter or Google or whatnot. And just look up C is his first initial. So with the period, C Trent Rosecrans. Okay, R O S E C R A N S. He writes for the Athletic in Cincinnati. So you'll 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 know you're on the right person. But I mean, dude. If there was if there was ever a guy snapping his fingers in a coffee shop, it's this putz. Okay, and he sounds like he's roommates with Dan Shaughnessy from Boston. This guy, he's eating partners with the uh, Boogs, is who he is, man. He's <laughs> he's like, but he's got this huge freaking beard that he thinks is hiding his triple chin or whatever. Like, whatever, dude, man, just own it. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> you're either a hell's angel or you're not. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you know attractiveness is not going to be your forte in this life. Okay. So just, you know, no. move on from it. But aside of that, he's just, it's, it's putzes like this, that when you see these things in the hall of fame, it's like, okay, are there too many damn voters? Because when some putts from the athletic, which has not been around that long, gets a vote for the hall of fame. I mean, seriously? Are they just giving these out? Should should maybe they could have like uh, an interview process and talk to these people before they give them the vote to see are you a moron? You know, maybe you could just ask them that right off the top, so we can save each other time. Excuse me, are you a moron? And when they say yes, then you take them off the list and put someone on there who has. Re- a certain amount of baseball knowledge. Here, he, here's a problem with him. You go to Google and you try to find his Wikipedia page. You know what it says? It does not exist. So he's that big of a deal. Okay. You you have to go to like LinkedIn. Or if you put Rosecrans in there, it goes to some inventor from the early 1900s i mean early uh 1800s if you put his last name in yeah it checks out yeah so it's like they're just giving it to anybody and look at the senior writer they'll 
that is a damn give. I mean, that is a how many senior writers are there there for the athletic and ESPN? Everyone's a senior writer. What does that mean? You've been there four years because I was a senior once. I mean, what does the <laughs> senior writer mean? Hey, I was a senior twice. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> exactly. I'm a double senior writer. <laughs> it's just I people like that drive me bonkers because. Oh, never mind. I was trying to find out. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to find find out more about this guy. But you go into LinkedIn because let's do a quick security check. They want a retina scan from me. And they're like, "No, let's <laughs> let's not and say we did." And maybe that's why LinkedIn died. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I'm not sure he's worth it. Honestly, he's no. I was not. just curious what he did beforehand, but you can't look it up without getting into this whole thing of because his his. Uh, his Twitter handle doesn't tell you anything. Like it doesn't tell you I used to be this. It just says I covered the Reds for the Athletic. That's it. And if I'm going to guess the guy's in his early 30s, that would be my guess. So he does. So I have forgotten more about baseball than this putz will ever know. Okay. So I'm supposed to rely on his expertise on who goes to the Hall of Fame because he didn't like a voting choice. Is essentially what he's getting at, because he also brought up the fact that Schilling was a Trump supporter. I think I left that part out. He brought up the fact that he, oh, he's. I mean, he might as well as use the might as well have just use the word deplorable. It's what he should have just used, right? Because he didn't like his Twitter take, but then he said, and he's also a a uh, a, a supporter of Trump. But I didn't hold that against Mariano Rivera. Is how he worded it. Well, God bless you, sir. Really? Well, you know what? I am going to hold against the fact that you're a fat ass. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, you know, bragging about things. That's such a stupid brag. Well, I've never been to jail. So what do you want, a cookie? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I I've never been kids. on an FBI watch list that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. Awesome low sauce. expectation having oh, right, stupid. Buddy. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on from that. I I just didn't know if there were other guys that there's no one that I'm really up in arms about. There's ones that I'm surprised that don't get more love, but I don't know if they're if they're MLB Hall of Fame worthy. So like what am I really complaining about? You know what I mean? Like it's really come down to I think they should get forty or fifty percent of the vote, but that doesn't mean you'd get it anyway. You, you gotta have seventy five for people that uh, are not aware of this. Um, but anyways, um, do you think though, in your opinion, do you think Schilling gets in this year? Yes, I do. I do too. I think it's his year. Um, it's his ninth year. I mean, they, and which is a load of, you know what it, it should have been done by now. Um, but I feel like it's his year. I, he deserves it. Put him in. I I think he should get in, and once he gets in, he should give the famous uh, Bobby Knight speech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope, and he probably will. <laughs> I hope they buried me upside <laughs> down upside in the down. grass so everyone who doesn't like me can kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> <laughs> See, it, okay, so I'm looking it up. It was from 2015 is is what he tweeted. 
2000 I thought it was actually longer ago than that. It's 2015. So that tells me that he went through this process prior to the tweets that we're keeping about, but that just probably tells you that there were probably people under the radar that quote, quote unquote knew him supposedly. Uh, anyways, moving on from that Ohio state Bama, who do you think is going to win and who are you actually pulling for? Cause this is one of the most polarizing. Oh, are you serious? These two are playing. I've got no one to play for. I, who am I pulling for is a lot harder than who do I think is going to win. I'm pulling for Alabama, and I think Alabama is going to win. That's. I think, yeah, I've got, let me see, let me grab my notes here. I've got Alabama by 10. And um, now, Alabama by 10, if the team, the Ohio State team that showed up the other night against Clemson, I have Alabama by 10. If Ohio State that played Northwestern, <laughs> the game's over after the first quarter. But it really depends to me on which Ohio State shows up. And they didn't play enough games this year to have that, you know, identity to me. I, I don't think they have an identity yet because they just didn't play enough games. I'm going to pull for Alabama. I know that you hate when people say this, um, but I live in Ohio and they, I catch so much grief about the SEC up here. Like um, all of my wife's family that are, you know, my brother-in-laws and stuff like that. They're all Ohio state fans. I didn't and, even take that into consideration when I asked you that question. I was like, in my head, you're in Detroit, right? Because no, no, I'm, I am in Waterville, Ohio. We were just in Columbus for new year's. Um, went right past Ohio State campus. Uh, they hate the SEC up here. They hate it. And so I catch a lot of grief. So I'm going to pull, and I don't do this all the time, but this year I am. I'm going to pull for Alabama because they're SEC just to shut these guys up. <laughs> I'm pulling for but, Alabama because Ohio State, no matter what they did to Clemson, still did not belong in the, in the playoffs because they didn't no, earn no, their no, no, way in. That, that's my problem. They didn't earn their way in. They played the Absolutely. whole – They and not to mention the fact that Ohio State got back-ended into that damn thing because five, six weeks, seven weeks into the season, all of a sudden the Ohio State uh, – excuse me, the Big Ten changed the rule on – well, we said every team needed to play six games to be Big Ten championship eligible, but Ohio State's undefeated, and they'll probably get in the playoffs, so we're going to make it five. And yeah. that was horse crap to Indiana. And change it for one team. Yeah. That, you made the rule and then you change it for one team. No. And I mean, for me it, to be on this, you gotta realize something. The team that would have would have been that would have uh greatly been rewarded had Ohio State not been allowed in would have been Jimbo Fisher in Texas AM. But yeah. they played a full season, and I feel like that they they may not have been the most impressive team once they played Alabama. But outside of that, Texas A&M played a very good season, very good schedule, and they lost nothing except for the game to Alabama, which was early in the season. We don't know how a rematch with A&M and, and Texas, uh, excuse me, A&M and Bama would have went. Think so. about how, just the fact they've already they played they played months ago. If they were in the playoffs, 
you know, uh, Jimbo with a hat, already played them. Imagine the game plan and the schemes and all that stuff they could have worked out to play Alabama again in a playoff situation. I personally think that would have been a better football game, honestly. I think it would have had more drama, um, more suspense than, you know, but Ohio State's Ohio, it's a big it's a big deal, I guess, and so they changed the rules. But I'm with you. I so while while I was goofing around here, looking around on Google and whatnot, so I knew that Shilling had said some crazy things about uh, the gay and lesbian community, and what they're calling racism is actually more of religious sect that he's hitting. I did not remember this tweet. He's got a picture that he retweeted. He, he there's no way he made this of of Hitler standing there, and the the caption says it said only five to ten percent Muslims are extremists. In 1940, they said only seven percent of Germans were Nazis. How did that go? <laughs> and that's what got him in trouble in 2015. I think he had something prior to that. So I'll I'll take the statement back that. He didn't do anything until 2015. I think there was something prior to that, but that's... Yeah, I believe there was something prior. Like I said, I didn't agree with the tweets at the time. It wasn't... No, it's for I, someone in the public light and whatnot. You have no business doing that, right? I mean, no. Just, like, what the hell it are you a, doing? I mean, what... Come on, man. It doesn't even matter what you actually believe. What are you doing? Nothing, but I will say this. Social media was fairly new. He was probably real damn new to Twitter. And if he could take it all back, he probably would. But sure, I will. I will give him credit for not completely kowtowing and lying to the American public and saying someone hacked me like they normally say. Right? I got hacked. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. You got hacked. Okay. Because someone had something out for you. So yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um. Yeah, I'm pulling for Bama, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I. Just not a Bama fan, but there's also but there's also another reason. Did you know that the that the quarterback for Alabama, Mac Jones, is from Jacksonville, Florida, and actually played uh, he played his middle school around the corner from where my house is here in Mandarin. So that's that's another reason to pull for a kid. I'm not necessarily pulling for Alabama. I'm pulling for that kid to win the national championship. And I'm kind of tired of hearing about this past. Weekend, all we've heard about is how great Ohio State looked. Did no one pay attention to the fact that Alabama absolutely beat the brakes off of Notre Dame? That game was never even a contest. Anyways. That was uh, – I hate Notre Dame. Like, I, I hate them so much. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say this, and I want to make sure I'm crystal clear. Notre Dame, now that they are no longer in the ACC again in football, they're independent, right? They are exactly what their definition is. And this is going to piss off Notre Dame fans. You are a non-Power 5 conference football team. And there is no damn difference than watching Notre Dame football get to the national title game than if we would have saw the Cincinnati Bearcats in the national title game. But Notre Dame's got this history from the 1920s that everyone wants to embrace. And when they play a pretty easy schedule, even the ACC cherry-picked 
very easy games for them this year. They had two games that they had to be concerned with, and that was it their entire season. It was Clemson, and it was North Carolina. But they didn't play any of the other big boys. They didn't play Miami. They knew Florida State was having a down year, so they put Florida State on there, right? They So Notre Dame was cherry-picked with this. But normally, Notre Dame plays the, oh, it's an incredible schedule. No, it's not because it's, it's teams, again, in the Pac-12. You know, they're playing Stanford and Southern Cal. They're playing Navy. I mean, what the hell is this? 1938? Yeah. We don't give a crap about what's going on. When the hell are you going to play out a conference game below the Mason-Dixon line? They never do. Or they rarely do. This coming season, they're going to play Florida State. They're probably going to kick the crap out of them because Florida State is in shambles right now. But normally, a Florida State team loaded to bare arms would, would, would beat the brakes off of, off of Notre Dame. Sadly enough, Florida State's actually got a fighting chance in this because we're getting the new quarterback in from, from UCF, and they're losing their quarterback the NFL draft, so you never know. But I'm not going to bank my, my wallet on the fact Florida State's going to suddenly be, look like a football program in nine months. But Well, it's, it's, I mean, what was it, like six, seven years ago when Notre Dame went to the national championship and played Alabama and uh, – Alabama just the game was over by the time they announced the players. I mean, Alabama just rolled every time they play somebody of any like anywhere in the south. It's it's a no contest game. But everybody, oh, it's Notre Dame and, and you know, okay, Rudy was a cool movie, but that's all you got. That's it. I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I really do feel like Rudy's got a lot to do with why Notre Dame's still being pushed upon us. Have you seen that Disney crap? Okay. Have you seen the uh, Disney crap that they're coming out with? Or maybe it's already came out. Uh, that uh, says uh, it's some it's some Rudy-type crap on uh, Disney for Clemson. I, my wife showed it to me. I was like, yeah chance in hell i'm watching that i'll tell you that right now it's like, it looks first of all like the previews just looks like junk it looks like a you know it looks like a mateo story you know where you know you're getting catfished at the end it just looks like pure junk but it's it's your typical disney stuff where you know you know this 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 12 pound midget becomes the middle linebacker for the national title Clemson Tigers or something. It's like, whatever, dude. It's like, yeah. what really happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> what really happened? What really happened is this kid never played any football at all and he became a film major and his dad went to Clemson. So there we go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I'd wager. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Clemson. You know how bad of a mistake it's going to be years from now when, the, when Clemson falls off the off the map and they're not very good and kids are like, so like Deshaun Watson's the world and they're like, so I've got to rock this stupid orange hat with the paw on it. It looks like I just went to PetSmart. Like what the hell? What was I doing? It's a terrible decision. What was I? Speaking of, what do you think's going to happen to that football program now that their quarterback and all that? is gone. Clemson? And, yeah. Oh, uh, they're loaded. 
Are they? Okay. They have. They've been having top five recruiting classes for the last several years. It's like Florida State in the '90s. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Dabo's going to have to leave. Something's going to have to happen. There's going to have to be some kind of, or he's going to have to really strike out on a bunch of recruits. But the quarterback that filled in for Trevor Lawrence when he had the Rona, uh, he 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 looked pretty damn good himself. So I just, I, they're they're going to be loaded. They might take a little bit of a dip next year, but that just means they win the ACC title game by like you know seventeen as opposed to like thirty eight, right? So it's just. Um, the only way I could see it flip-flopping, there's going to have to be a blue blood in the ACC to do really well in recruiting and enough where they can turn the tide. So someone's like a Miami or a Florida state comes back out of nowhere and becomes consistent they could turn the tide and start stealing their because one of the things that Clemson is doing so well with this run, they were recruiting enormously well in North Florida. Mm-hmm. If Mullen builds continues to build in Gainesville, let's say Norvell does something at Florida State, and then he can't even go into South Florida because Diaz is doing something at Miami. That's going to be an issue for him. And let's say Kirby Smart learns how to actually coach. And, you know, on Saturdays, he's a fine football coach Monday to through Friday. But when he gets to Saturdays, he did make some really dumb mistakes. Um, we haven't even talked about how lucky Georgia was to win that damn bowl game because oh, Kirby Smart. What a game, though. Pitch. Did you watch that game? What are you doing punting on fourth yeah. and three at midfield with three minutes left? And you have given up big play after big play to Cincinnati. It was not a given you were going to get the ball back. Now, it worked out, and they lucked out, and they got into field goal range, and that kid hit it, a long field goal to win it, and that was a great ending. And so you got to give – as you always like to say, you got to tip your cap to to what they did, but the head coach put him in terrible position. I mean – That game was awesome from the jump, though. That was such a back-and-forth great game. I, I – that was probably my favorite game of that day, even over the playoffs. Um, I that was the most fun game to watch for me. I agree. Uh, that was probably the best bowl game. Let, let, let's hope we'll be saying it's the second best bowl game because no matter Absolutely, what, yeah. no, no matter what happens on Monday night, I'd like to see a good game. Sure. Yeah. Me too. Or me too. Or, I, or I'd like to see Alabama just grind just them into mow them. <laughs> Don't win by 20. If you're going to blow them out, win by 70. <laughs> and it just yeah. Right. I want to see, like, Ohio State fans switch from beer to whiskey about midway through the first quarter. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing that was more impressive than that Georgia game and the way it ended, that – okay, so did you watch the Alabama-Notre Dame? Yeah. Okay. That leap that Najee Harris made. Oh, now look, there are leaps being made, but that leap, I was – I'm sitting here, dude. I'm sitting here by myself. No one's listening to me, right? There's only my dogs in the house, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell was that?" I think I was. They could not play the replay enough. Like every time I watched, I was my eyes just got bigger and bigger, and like my he would have cleared Will Chamberlain. I mean, it was ridiculous. (laughs) He was just. I, I kept looking when they showed the replay. I kept looking for a trampoline that he jumped on. I was yeah, like, what I, in God's name is that? It was like, I, 
my daughter's like, does that happen often? I'm like, honey, I've never seen that before. Ever. It was unbelievable. It was inhuman. If there's ever been a time for a guy to pull the Cam Newton at the end of a play and rip off the Superman, that's it. That's it. Cam Newton, right Cam Newton stumbling in for a one-yard score against the 2012 Bucks does not warrant this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when he leaped, I was like, dude, that is literally the definition of leaping a tall building in a single bound. I mean, that was yeah, really that, that, he that needs was to, ridiculous. He needs to try out for the Olympics. That's oh. a high jump guy right there. Seriously. And that Devontae Smith is going to be something special in the NFL, too. But, man, that Najee yeah. every time you think you've seen it all with Alabama running backs, here comes another one. Yeah. No I one mean, talks I, about that being run, running back you. That is a factory. Yeah. You yeah. look but at the elite just, running backs in the, in the National Football League, they all played at Alabama over the last decade. You, you know, or Georgia. It's, it starts and stops with, you know, Derrick Henry, obviously, because that dude is just – He's the incredible Hulk Stupid. out there. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's out there making business decisions, dude. I ain't tackling that guy. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna try to leg whip him or something. But even then, I might crack my ankle. Like, I'll take the chop block penalty. Just, just throw the flag. Yeah. The the scare. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, the scariest thing you could ever see in the National Football League is if you had Lamar Jackson at quarterback and Derrick Henry at tailback, and then it wouldn't matter who you put as the fullback or what and you just ran like a version of that offense where it's like oh my because look already Tannehill is getting wide open on bootlegs he scored the game-winning touchdown on Sunday he actually scored two but he's done this a few times this year where he runs on a bootleg and Tannehill's got legs he he, he gone you imagine if they had Lamar Jackson I mean it'd be it'd be, it'd be a wrap because you every they have to put fourteen guys in the box to stop Derrick Henry. All it takes is I mean, Timus, you or I would have scored touchdown Sunday on that because they were all buried in there. They're all laying on the ground thinking they'd finally tackle Derrick Henry and he's just sitting there like smiling. <laughs> he's probably still stiff arming him. <laughs> Get off me, fool. Dragging him down the field, looks down. Hey, did you gain weight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen some of his uh, his uh, stiff arms over this past football season, but some of them are just embarrassing. The one that he did to Josh Norman of the Bills, I thought it was one of the greatest takes I had heard. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It was someone on ESPN. I want to say it might have been Booger McFarlane, but it could have been Marcus Spears. Regardless, after if you if you haven't seen this happen early in the season. They'll show it sometime this weekend. Henry's running towards the sideline. He could have actually just walked out of bounds. He planted his foot and took Josh Norman. He talks a lot of smack. Grabs him and just launches him into the Buffalo Bills bench. And then just to get a couple extra yards. And, and the take was, that man has kids. He has a wife. He's got to go home and explain to them the rest of their life. <laughs> His life, what happened to him on that play? You should be ashamed, Eric. <laughs> it, 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 
I, I can't do it justice. It was like a five minute you know, soliloquy. You know, they, they might as well drop the stage lights and put the. It was funny as hell. It's like, it was almost in tears, like not laughing tears, like crying. He goes, he goes it ain't right, Derek Henry, what you do to these boys. And I was like, get him, baby. He's from Jacksonville, just north of Jacksonville. Yuli. I don't know what they feed him up in Yuli, but my God. Oof. Wheaties and beer, apparently. Every time I see him run, I was like, man, that's what I would be if I just worked out a little bit. <laughs> <That's insane>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're about the same density. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a hell of a stiff I'm going to have to have a hell of a stiff arm because I'm not outrunning anybody. <laughs> I'm probably going to actually throw the ball down and just start chucking people. <laughs> Dude, I got a combat injury in my hip and spine. I beat you in a sprint, dude. No. <laughs> I know. No, you won't, because I'm gonna trip your ass, <laughs> and then I'm gonna crack you right in your freaking hip. <laughs> then I'm gonna and I'm gonna drink a beer and smoke a cigarette all the way to the finish line. <laughs> Backwards. Oh, I miss being your roommate sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your walk off for the day, sir? Okay, my walk-off. Listen, enough's enough. Put Schilling in. You got to put him in this year. Oh, I mean, it's enough already. It is. It's enough. I. So I, I guess I guess it comes out in about two weeks, a little over two weeks. Okay. If yeah. when, when it comes out and Schilling isn't on that list. I lose all respect for the voters. If it doesn't happen this year, it should have happened before. But enough's enough. Oh, and him let in. him not get in on one vote. Me and old oh. me and old Cincinnati Red's gonna have a celebrity boxing match on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yank that beard and choke it around his freaking little yeah. hipster doofus eyeballs. I hope that guy gets diarrhea in traffic, man. Seriously, oh. it, he, put I mean, him in. I would I would say he probably does because he doesn't look like he eats the best. <laughs> so, yeah, he may he step on a Lego. That's all I'm saying. He, he 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 probably makes some questionable but questionable decisions for a breakfast. Is all I'm to get now when you see this guy. Yeah, not a lot of fiber. By the way, if you haven't caught it yet, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's got a new stand up on uh, Netflix. Decent, all right, it's decent. It's it's not like, but but there it made me think of something. He's got the whole thing about pop tarts. It's actually pretty spot on. But uh, anyway, good to know. It's a good way to kill an hour. All right, brother. We'll see you uh, Thursday. Thursday. Take care. Get your NFL brackets together. Will do. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here. CBS Sports Radio, YouTube Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. If you haven't done so already, tap that app today. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. For me. For me. For me. We got a tie. We need now, to fix it. If you want to crown them, but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. 
MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. The Armchair Quarterback Show, weekdays, coast-to-coast Southern Sports Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook Live today and tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Your first choice for sports talk, live from the First Coast. Slot here is your ex. But if that's the call, Mike Wheel and Sam all have to know they're shifting. Open palms to post, thumbs ups to crosser, thumbs downs and out. Trevor, why don't you get up here and draw that for us? Playing real football is hard. Playing fantasy football when you got the armchair quarterbacks by your side makes it a lot easier. Make sure to join the armchair quarterbacks right here. We'll answer all your questions, pickups, trades, you name it. You want to win your league? Then listen to the armchair quarterbacks. And don't be scared to tap that app. Find the armchair quarterbacks app today. Fantasy football time. It's fantasy football time. Are you a gun enthusiast? Love to shop for guns, but are also looking for friendly service? Well, you're in luck. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Staff is very knowledgeable, happy to see you when you walk through the door, and can assist you with all your gun shopping needs. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms, such as Ruger, Beretta, Six Hour, HK, and LWRC. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply here in St. Augustine, the friendly gun shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. If you haven't downloaded it yet, your Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today, tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kinda like that, I wanna tap This helpful instructional message from the National Association of People Who Have Trouble Walking and Chewing Gum at the Same Time. Step, chew. Step, chew. Step, chew. Step, chew. SEC! 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 Quarterback Studios. I feel like we get, they got to give this armchair quarterback studio a nickname. Uh, but anyways, uh, CBS Sports Radio, and of course that armchair quarterbacks app. Tap that act today. But more importantly, go out there and hit the YouTube button because uh, we're going to be going YouTube 
for the foreseeable future. And to be honest with you, I don't know how long we're going to keep the app going because uh, YouTube is going to be our thing to focus on. But we're going to play that by ear. I'm not going to make any drastic decisions in the next several months, but we'll just see how that goes. But the app is great for if you want to listen to it going down the road and whatnot. So uh, let's get into the NBA. We haven't really talked NBA in a hot minute, mainly because everyone quit watching the sport. But we're going to try to give it the old college tries. They say we'll get into college basketball here in a second. And your scoreboard in the National Basketball Association from last night, some interesting games, the Orlando Magic 103-83 winners over Cleveland. And biggest takeaway from that game, man, is Vucevic once again. 23 points, 8 boards, 2 assists. They are looking good. We'll, we'll get into the standings here in a minute. The Celtics, the Boston Celtics, they go in and they take care of the Raptors in Toronto which is a big deal for them because they have not played well against Toronto. And I know it's a regular season game. Whether everyone's going all out or not, it doesn't matter. Toronto's now 1-5. The Celtics are 5-3. and three. With some of the issues that Toronto is dealing with going in the early part of the season, we'll see what happens to them long-term. Scariest damn thing would be them getting a lottery pick, wouldn't it? But uh, the Celtics take care of the Raptors 126 114 Celtics moving to five and three and the heat crushed the thunder 118 76ers man are they hot 118 101 winners against the Charlotte Hornets now I will say this when you look at their schedule the Sixers have played a very, very soft schedule. So when I saw their record last night, I was like, man, they're six and one. This is who they have played. The Wizards, the Knicks, the Cavs, which they actually lost, the Raptors, the Magic, the Hornets, and the Hornets. They'll they'll go back at it tomorrow night with the Wizards. So Philly's played a pretty easy schedule so far. Just putting that out there, they haven't really been tested, so to speak. Uh, the Knicks, by the way, they get a big win. They're four and three. That's a big deal for for the New York Knicks community. For them to have a winning record early part of the season, it, it keeps you energized. I would personally would like to, even though I'm a Celtics fan and never been a Knicks fan, it's good for basketball to see the Knicks at least in the conversation for the playoffs going down the stretch this year so be interesting remember this year 10 less games a little more of a win now philosophy but not much of one you're going to get you're going to get a lot of load management as they call it the Mavs 113 100 winners against the Rockets they'll only play three times this year by the way the Mavs take the first game the Mavs are now three and four they're trying to Get things going is Luka Doncic. Man, is he fun to watch. 33 points, 16 boards, and 11 assists. I mean, the guy is always involved in the game. Bucks 125-115 winner against the Pistons. How about Giannis DeAntetokounmpo? 43 points. And Malcolm Brogdon. 
scores 21 as the Pacers beat the Pelicans in overtime. Caught the tail end of that one as well. 118-116. Brogdon had a big bucket down the stretch. And Brandon Ingram had 31 points. You believe that? The Warriors are now 4-3 and three after starting off very slow this year. Remember, they started the season off losing their first two games, and now they've won four of their last five. Now, Steph Curry had a comment about comparing himself to Michael Jordan as far as taking everything personal. Let's pump the brakes there, Steph. You sat around and watched your team suck for a little bit. Let's not act like you're, you're all of a sudden putting them on your back. If you're going to put them on your back, you better start getting some points in the paint because sitting there just chucking it behind the three-point land isn't what Michael Jordan did. But I get his point. Now he's got Draymond Green back. We'll, we'll see how, how they can do I just I really wish this team had Clay Thompson to see what this team could do without. It's it's kind of unfair, and it's un, it's ridiculous that this team loses Kevin Durant via free agency, and they have not had their team back on the floor together, their core. But a good win from them beating the Kings. The Kings are a solid team. The Kings will be in the playoff hunt. I don't know if they'll sneak in, but they you know, the, the West is really, really tough. But they will be in the playoff hunt all season long. Uh, James Wiseman, by the way, the rookie, he had 17 minutes played, 10 points, and four rebounds. He's actually had much better lines recently, but for whatever reason, only played 17 minutes. I didn't see that he was injured or whatnot. I'll have to look into that. But looking at the NBA standings, this early part of the season is very early. I get it. I'm not going to over, overly uh, flip the hell out about it. But let me see. We got the... All right, the division standings threw me off for a second because immediately they went to conference standings. I was like, did they get rid of divisions in basketball already? But here we go. The Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division, you get the Celtics and Sixers up at the top, Knicks hanging in there, you get the Pacers. I think the Pacers are going to – it's going to be them and the Bucks just running away with the Central. When you look at the Cavs and the Bulls and the Pistons, they're all in rebuild mode. Then you got the Southeast, and this is going to be interesting because Miami, will they have a little bit of a hangover for making it the finals last year? And if so, can Orlando and Atlanta capitalize on that? You're still a long way off if you're a Charlotte or Washington fan. But I'll tell you what, Washington's going to be fun to watch, right? They're going to put up points. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of W's that come from it. Westbrook never does have a lot of W's. It's his game. He's a ball hog. And incredibly talented player. I enjoy why he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's just not a winning basketball player because he doesn't give a crap about slowing it down. He's all about he's it's just like like watching the Roadrunner for 48 minutes. He's fun, but I don't know if that's ever going to be championship basketball. Uh the Western Conference. The Jazz are off to a good start. Four and two. The Trailblazers are right behind them. Of course, the Nuggets are struggling a little bit, but I think they'll be okay. The Clippers are five and two. The Suns are five and two. How about that? Along with the Lakers. And the Warriors are four and three. Kings at three and four. That is going to be a hell of a situation there because 
you could get three, possibly four teams out of the Pacific division going to the playoffs. Cause I think you got to say the Clippers, the Lakers, and I think the Warriors will get in the playoffs and watch out for those sons. Watch out for those sons. They're young. They're fun to watch. Fortunately, we don't get a lot of their games here on the East coast, but they are fun to watch. Pelicans out there in the Southwest. It'll be them and the Mavericks fighting it out. You've got Houston in essentially a rebuild mode. Spurs. Grizzly. The Grizzly were handed a tough blow. They lost uh, John Morant for quite an extended period of time. At least a month or so. What they look like when when he comes back will have a lot to do with how they navigate the rest of the season. If they're out of it, like if they absolutely just tank, they might just say punt it and go, you know what? Eh, it's been real. We'll see in 2020. 2022 season. Um, and so there you have it for the NBA. If you're looking for games tonight, there's not a whole lot going on tonight, but you do have a cut. There is a doubleheader on NBA TV. You do have the Lakers and Grizzly. They play on NBA TV at 8 p.m. Eastern and 10.30 Eastern. It's Bulls and Blazers. Not a, I, I can't get excited about either one of those games. If you're looking for some basketball, though, this is a decent college basketball night. really is. In the Southeastern Conference, the Gators are going to be taking on Alabama. Remember, Alabama just upset the Tennessee Volunteers ranked in the top 10 in the country. So that's going to be a big deal going forward. By the way, last night, West Virginia, number 14 in the country, they held on and beat Oklahoma State 87-84. But... Looking at tonight's games in the Southeastern Conference, we just talked about it. You've got Bama, Florida. That's going to be on ESPN2 at 7 o'clock Eastern. And on the SEC Network, you got a doubleheader. Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Vandy's 4-3. and three. We'll, see, we'll see what they can do when the SEC schedule goes. Kentucky, man, they're 2-6. and six. Can you believe Kentucky's 2-6? and six? And it's not like... Kentucky has gone out there and taken on the world. They're two and six and have lost games to Richmond, Georgia Tech, blown out by Georgia Tech, lost to Notre Dame. I mean, Kentucky's going to have to wake up because if they don't do really well in the SEC conference in that schedule, how crazy would it be for Kentucky to not make? I think the SEC is only getting like four teams in the tournament as it is. And they could surprise Alabama's better than what everyone expected them to be. But wow. In the ACC, you got a couple of games tonight uh, on ESPN, North Carolina and Miami are on 8 p.m. Eastern at seven o'clock on the ACC network. 19 number 19 Clemson against NC state. Weird to see North Carolina up there and not have a ranking this early in the season. In your um, in in the rest of the of the uh, conferences um, for tonight, games of note that you might want to check out because, like I said, the NBA is kind of. Eh. 
I I just don't know if I can get into either one of those games that we talked about in in the NBA. So if you're looking for basketball to watch tonight, I really think you really you, you need to check out the ACC games that we talked about, and then also in the in the SEC. I think the biggest game that I care about tonight is probably that Florida Alabama game. But also on a national scale, you get number four Texas. They're on, well, hell, they're on the Longhorn Networks. So I guess ESPN Plus. But good luck trying to find that. The other game of note, and this is probably under underneath everyone's radar, ESPN two tonight at nine o'clock. Rutgers is taking on Michigan State, who's ranked number twenty three in the country. Why is that a big deal? Rucker is Rutgers is fifteenth in the country. They're seven and two. That's that's a big deal. Rutgers has not been good at Ben's basketball in a long time. Villanova and DePaul has been postponed, of course, once again. And then at ten o'clock tonight, if you're up that late, ESPN's got a pretty good matchup. Kansas, number six in the country, at nine and two, TCU. So there you have your college football. Sorry, excuse me, college basketball. What's going on with that? And uh, away we go to turn back time on another great show on the Armchair Quarterback. Great job by Justin Waller and Timus Wooten as we go to leave you on a little turn back time. This is a good one. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words. On this date, 1957. Jackie Robinson announces his retirement from baseball. At that point, he was playing for the Dodgers still. He announces his retirement rather than to be traded to the New York baseball Giants. That is a Patriot. When you say, nah, man, I'm a Dodger. Look, I don't have anything against the Giants. I pull for them all the time. But when you say, I would rather retire than to play for my arch rival that is a thousand percent respect now whether or not that was the only thing who knows but that's what what was reported at the time he could have had injuries that he didn't want to talk about who knows what his reasoning was but jackie robinson retired on this date in 1957 so you have that birthdays it's your birthday today. You know, he passed away in 2014, but we don't talk about this guy being enough of an icon on the sports plateau of when you talk about great coaches of all time, no one ever talks about Chuck Knoll. The guy only won four Super Bowls. Chuck Knoll was born on this date in 1932. Like, you had to have been born... In the 60s to still be talking about Chuck Knoll, and it's a shame. Because Chuck Knoll, when I grew up as a kid, man, he man, he was Bill Walsh before Bill Walsh was there. Because Bill Walsh had not reached the Ford Super Bowl plateau. Now he's always going to be overshadowed because Belichick went on one sex. Uh, on this date, 73 years old. Wow, Mercury Morris, born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Of course, he and all the rest, Larry Zonka, they uh, they celebrated 
that uh, Pittsburgh lost when they finally come off the schneid at 11-0. And my God, Pittsburgh has not been the same since. It goes to show you, you're better off losing a game early in the season than trying to chase down history because it takes something out of you. There are, there are other circumstances, but it's, it takes something out of you. It's really, really difficult to stay that focused and that committed and play at that high level when you're better off. I think when you lose early in the season, you get punched in the face, it refocuses you. Refocuses you. I think when you go undefeated and you keep that carrying on, you wouldn't think it would because they're professionals. I think there's a little bit of added pressure when you finally lose. Oh, thank God. And then you go into a lull. And then we also have the other spectrum where you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you win one at the very beginning of the year, and then, and then you don't win another one. You don't want to do that either. You don't want to do that either. I'm telling you, everyone says, you don't want to go in 16. You don't want to go one in 15 either. You know how embarrassing that is? All right, we're going to uh, see you later, alligators. Tomorrow, we've got Sean O'Toole. We've got Justin Waller, and we're going to get into our NFL brackets we'll see you manana have a great rest of the day y'all maybe maybe check out some uh, some netflix or something because it's cold outside and there's not a whole hell of a lot to watch other than i'd say bama florida is is worth a gander we'll see you goodbye sweetheart well it's time to go we're back tomorrow with another show well unless we're fired we'll talk to you then goodbye sweetheart goodbye goodbye guys and gals it's time to go we'll see you on the next show same back time same back channel thanks for listening to armchair quarterback radio your first choice for sports talk here on the first coast armchair quarterback radio comes your way every day find armchair quarterbacks radio on facebook today and don't forget to tap that app the armchair quarterbacks app is free to download and you can take us anywhere you go you can hear the whole show every day on armchair quarterbacks app you haven't downloaded it yet the armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that you can bet i'm gonna get you